Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction, the place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 8.32 You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Brother Phil Armstrong, and I'm going to be talking to y'all tonight about Bible prophecy. I haven't done a show for a while, so I thought I'd come on um, and um, talk to y'all. There is an urgency in my heart to get the word out. I'm sort of uh, really amazed at the things that are going on, and um, I have some ideas of my own of what I think is happening. And I want to start off at the offset to say that, yes, we are in the last days. Since Israel was a nation, we have been in the last days. As a matter of fact, the fig trees have been blooming for a while. When Jerusalem was taken back, and I'm going to talk about this somewhat on the show today, when Jerusalem was taken back, and and the Israelis were able to go into Jerusalem and claim it as their capital, and nowadays, of course, the the world leaders are trying to say that it doesn't belong to the Jews or doesn't belong to Israel. Um, Barack Obama even tried to play a little games this um, spring uh, with the Supreme Court and the um, the passports, and saying that uh, <clears throat> people who are from Jerusalem can no longer claim that they are from Israel because Jerusalem doesn't belong to Israel, and that's going to be the stapling point. And when I say stapling point, the, the nail on the head, the 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 shovel that throws in the last dirt for the end times. It, the focus point is that all nations should be gathered together against Israel, against Jerusalem. And that's happening already when we talk about that. <laughs> now, what I wanted to talk about right now is uh, I want I want to read Matthew twenty four. Now I believe that Matthew twenty four 
covers the tribulation period. However, it doesn't cover the rapture to say that the raptures can be identified quickly. I do believe it covers part of the time space where the rapture will take place. And people probably say, no, it doesn't. It just covers the tribulation period. It does just cover the tribulation period, but, but it gives you a snippet of what the world will look like before the tribulation period also. It kind of overlaps. Verse 1 through 8 talks about where we're at now. <clears throat> and and that's, a, that's a show by itself. But what I wanted to talk about is <clears throat> the, how Matthew 24 kind of goes back and when, when it gets to the end, <clears throat> it kind of refers to, <clears throat> so in verse 36 it says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as for as in the days of the world before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah <coughs> entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, when I look at that, I'm thinking <coughs> that people at the end of the tribulation period have no clue. But when you make a closer look at it, it's talking about, in general, the whole space of Matthew 24. So what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to let you all listen to Ann Graham, hopefully. Uh, and, and, and this is explaining, um, she's, she's on the same page that I am on. But I, I want you all to listen, and I'll be right back. So it will be at the coming of the Son of Man, men and women eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, and they had no idea that judgment was coming until it came and swept them all away. Indifference to God. Do you remember Genesis 6 when God said, I'm going to destroy mankind whom I've created from the face of the earth because all of his thoughts are evil all the time. And it was as though God was just speaking into the wind. No one was paying any attention to him at all. And then the flood came. And... Today, people eating, drinking, giving in marriage, marriage you know, nothing wrong with those things, nothing. It's just normal, everyday activities, right? Except when they're all done with no acknowledgement of God at all, complete indifference to God. And this rising atmosphere of secularism and atheism is astounding because there is a God in heaven. And I believe judgment has begun in the world and in this nation. But we're eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, and I think the malls are packed and the stadiums are packed and people talking about what's happened on the latest sitcom and worried about all their entitlements, and they have no idea they're living on an abyss. And judgment is getting ready to fall. That is so true. Judgment is getting ready to fall. And people have no idea... 
So what's going to happen? And uh, I said this a while back to my wife and family, friends, and Facebook people. And various uh, videos that I did. But <clears throat> these end times were going to sneak up on people. Okay, so we got 33 things that will take place in September. Just a list of 33 things. And, of course, I'm going to go over some of those 33 things. <clears throat> but let's get this clear. Just like Ann Graham Lotz, uh said, no one is going to see this coming. Not even your family members that you're warning. reason why... Um, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something. I know I'm gonna get get some um, people who are gonna disagree, or I'm gonna get some people who believe that they're they're very much against date setting. <laughs> and matter of fact, I think they're correct. But what I want to say in this radio program is that I am taking a strong look at Rosh Hashanah as time period. Now, this to Rosh Hashanah, next Rosh Hashanah, I am not saying that Jesus Christ is going to come get the church on Rosh Hashanah. I know he's going to come get the church on Rosh Hashanah. I just don't know what year. Of course, if I said I didn't know what year, right about now, I would be lying to you. And I'm not going to sit up here and I'm not going to apologize for it. That's just my belief. Now, if I do all my shows like that, and that's all my ministry does is talk about Rosh Hashanah, Jesus Christ coming back to Rosh Hashanah, and we're wrong, then that can do a lot of damage. That's Allah. Uh, hell camping. But I am doing one show to tell y'all that we should be on a watch. And I have this one sister who comes in every time there's a, there's seems like a date setting thing, a video that I might share. Or uh, might even look like I'm gonna hey I'm I'm gonna take a break I, I'm 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 gonna take a break. Matter of fact, I might have to cut out the video. I'm gonna actually take quite a while, so I have to do something. Matter of fact, I'm gonna listen. Uh, I don't know what video to play. Let's let's play let's play Dave Wilkinson. I'll be right back. Hell is the most hated truth in the world. I'm going to say it again. Hell is the most hated truth in the world. It's hated most by backslidden theologians and preachers or liberals. They hate the message on hell. They wail and gnash their teeth against the very idea of an eternal hell, especially if there's wrath and terror and literal fire. In fact, if you were to give the tape of this message tonight to a majority of liberal preachers here in New York City, they listened to it. They wouldn't be five minutes into it about right now, in fact. I mean, their face is going to turn deep red. Their veins in their neck are going to pop out. And the first thing they're going to do is either flip it off or they're going to say something like this. That man is crazy. 
He's uncouth. He's uneducated. He's putting fear and guilt on people because hell is nonsense. Lenny, how you get here on earth? Now, that, those kind of preachers would be better off to quit the ministry. They'd be more honest and go out and get a job. And I'm not being facetious. But you see, they say that hell is not compatible. It's not compatible with the love of Jesus Christ. That it's not compatible with the mercy of Jesus and His compassion. And human nature recoils at the very thought of eternal damnation, everlasting torments, weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. And so this truth, from the very first time it's been preached to this last day, and more so now than ever, the message on hell has been ridiculed, it's been softened, it's discounted. Every effort's made to explain it away. Yet God is not ashamed to declare His wrath against sin. I'm going to read you a scripture. Now, ministers are ashamed of it. I mean, the backslidden liberal preachers are ashamed. All they preach is the love of God, nothing else. And they get mad at any other preacher who even mentions the wrath of God. And yet my Bible is full of the fact that God, being a holy God, is also a wrathful God against sin. Jesus warned about this over and over again. Jesus preached hell more than any Pentecostal Baptist preacher on the face of the earth. He preached it to his friends. Now, I'm going to take you to the Scriptures. Don't, don't turn, just follow me. I'm going to take you to Luke 12, 5. Listen to what Jesus said to his friends. He's not talking to prostitutes and alcoholics now. He's talking to his disciples. Listen to what he said. And I say unto you, my friends, do not be afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more power in what they can do. But I'll tell you who you shall fear. Fear him which after he's killed the body has power to cast you into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Who said that? Jesus said that. Folks, if Jesus said it, I have a right to preach it. Every preacher in America should be preaching because Jesus preached it. He preached it to his friends. He preached it to those who were saved. He said, I'll tell you who to fear. Fear him or after you're dead, he can cast you into a hell. Fear him. Jesus turned on the Pharisees and the scribes and the hypocrites. He said, you snakes, you serpents, you generation of vipers, how will you ever escape the damnation of hell? How will you escape the damnation of hell? Jesus is preaching it over and over again. Yes, Jesus preached hell. He warned about hell. And yet we've got preachers, even Pentecostal and Baptists and charismatic preachers, who say, that's doomsday, we don't preach hell. Have you ever heard a prosperity preacher preach on hell? You never will. All right, what is hell like? What is hell going to be like? Fasten your seatbelts. And I'm not trying to be sensational. I'll tell you what, I've, the fear of God's in my heart. The Bible said men love darkness more than light. Is that in your Bible? Men love darkness more than light. The thought of God, by the way, the very thought of God right now, the very thought of holiness makes sinners cringe here, doesn't it? How much more is it going to make them cringe in hell? If they won't come right now, remember the rich man who died and went to hell and he's in torments, and he asked Abraham to send somebody raised from the dead to talk to his brothers? He said, if they will not receive the prophets that are alive, they won't receive anybody those raised from the dead. And the same thing goes for hell. They will not believe though someone came from heaven to hell to preach. That kind of darkness is going to believe a lie. Now hell, listen close, now hell is more than just being forsaken by God or abandoned. You know, there was a time I preached on hell. Some of you heard me preach in Brooklyn Tabernacle about five years ago. 
And, and I, I, I was trying to save God's personality and His character. And I was saying, you know, it gives God no pleasure. The death of the ungodly gives Him no pleasure. And I was trying to protect God. I was trying to be easy on God. I, in other words, don't get mad at God because of hell. And I've been rebuked by the Holy Spirit. Yes, God does get no pleasure in the death of His saints. That's as long as the cross is there. The day of redemption is available. But the day of His wrath is coming, the Bible says. A day of vengeance. When God takes out His vengeance on sin and the ungodly, everybody in hell is going to be the object of His punishment. Hell is punishment. It's not just a prison. It's punishment. It's terror. It's vengeance. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them. I saw that again today. In flaming fire, God taking vengeance. And you know what that word vengeance means? Retaliation. Payday. Wages for sin. It's payday. God says it's payday. And God says, I'm going to spend my vengeance. Jude said, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Suffering the vengeance. Paul said, for we know him that has said, vengeance belongeth to me and I will repay, saith the Lord. For it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the Lord. Fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Listen to me. If there's no hell, why is it a fearful thing to fall in his hands? Answer it. Anybody tells you that no hell says, then why does the Bible say it's a fearful thing to fall into his hands? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Those who are in hell are not in the hands of the devil, they're in God's hands. They're not in the hands of the devil, never in eternity. He himself is being tormented. He is under the wrath of God. The Scripture says they are in God's hands for an eternity. And how long will God hate sin? As long as He's God. He cannot stop hating sin into eternity because that's His nature. He'll hate sin all through eternity. As long as there's a God, He will hate sin. He will hate it as long as there's a hell. And there'll be a hell, there'll be a hell as long as God hates sin. Okay, I'm back. I have some issues to take care of, but um, I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, that was Dave Wilkerson. Now, what I want to continue on by saying is that um, I think, I, me, myself, I, I believe Jesus Christ set the church up, and through history, the church believed that Jesus Christ can come back at any moment, which is good. It's a healthy thing. And, and I still think it's healthy. Um, and that's why in the book of Daniel, while Daniel is being talked to by the angel, um, the Lord had him fill up the book until the time of the end where uh, knowledge would go to and fro and uh, as time approaches the end, people will see things clearly. Matter of fact, they will see things much more clearly. So as it approaches the end, however, men will see things clearly 
but the instead of having a broad range of people who see things clearly, it will become very, it will get smaller and smaller. And then apostasy, of course, will take over every avenue of the church, even Bible prophecy. So where are we at as far as apostasy? The Bible explains explain apostasy that in every form of doctrine, Men will say that, you know, God is evolving, the, the, the gospel is evolving, and we must change with the times. Or they'll say, you know, they'll take it out the Bible, or they'll put it in the Bible, or they just flat out misunderstand the Bible. Having a form, you know, um, the Bible says that. Uh, that uh, man will lack knowledge or have distorted knowledge. And that's what's happening now, is that people are are saying, for instance, well, they're, you know, for a while people believed in the preacher of rapture, even though they say Darby or some girl dreamed about it. Um, it's funny how even in First Corinthians 15, it says, I show you a mystery. So could the rapture of the church have been a mystery that will be deciphered in the last days or in the last couple of hundred years before the rapture actually takes place? Um, and, I, and I think that's what's going on is that the rapture of the church is almost an enigma, a riddle, up until the last couple hundred years. And then it was always there in the Bible. It was always there in the Word of God. And so now men are saying that the rapture is not in the Bible, the word rapture is not in the Bible, the, the you know, it's... And I say it is in the Bible. But what, what I, let's get back to what I'm saying because I'm going to read off. Hopefully, I'm going to read off. I'm going to read off 33 things that are going to happen in September. And before I do that, I wanted to quickly say that people were, because I was on Facebook witnessing this and I was on YouTube witnessing this. <laughs> People are okay when you say Pentecost, that Jesus is going to come on Pentecost. People are okay, okay when you say Jesus is going to come on Passover. I didn't see too many people saying, oh, that's blasphemy. You know, that's a date setter. You're going to hell in five minutes. You're going to help. You're going to trip people up. I've heard it all. But then when you say Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, no man knows the day and hour. It's, and it's funny, that's what the the festival is called. That's what the feast is called. No man knows the, the you know, no man knows the day and hour. And if you stop and think, what's the argument? Yeah, you're right. My, 
people people really need to really just think about what they're saying. And I I blows my mind. That's why I don't even get into the I don't get into the arguments because it blows my mind. You know you're not gonna know the day and hour. And I look at trends and I look at posts and they say, well, you're not gonna know the day and hour. You know, and they say it sarcastically. And that's true. You're not gonna know the day and hour. My my mom lives on the East Coast. I have you know military friends that are on the West Coast. I mean the East Coast. They have family members that are on the East Coast. Excuse me. I have people that I know that are living in Hawaii. I know people that are, that live all across the world, even from Facebook. And right now it's five o'clock here, but it's eight five thirty five twenty three here. But it's where you at? If you're on the if you if you're in Mountain Time Zone, it's six it's six o'clock. If you're on Central Time Zone, it's seven twenty three. So forth and so on. So my hour is different from yours. My day is also different from people overseas. So no man knows the day and hour. What's the big deal? And then they kind of contradict what the Bible is actually saying when they say, well, no one knows the year. You are going to know the year. I don't really get into these arguments because I think they're foolish. And they're not foolish coming towards me and Mike, the group that believes that Jesus is coming. I believe that the, the reason why we should believe in the imminent coming of Christ is to keep the church healthy. We know that... It, Jesus Christ is coming back in a future time, you know, 25 years ago, 35 years ago. But some people thought he's coming back then. Okay, so let's go 100 years back. And let's go 500 years back. Every generation thought Jesus Christ was coming back. That's how he set it up. But if they really did an intel look at it by the Spirit of God, they would have known it was probably far off. But he wanted... God, for some reason, and I know the reason, he wanted people to understand that the that the rapture of the church was was imminent. That's a healthy. That's the only. That's the healthiest you can get. And I don't. And I don't go around fighting with people who believe that the rapture is imminent because I believe it's imminent. You so say you just contradicted yourself. Well, I believe that the church should believe that it's imminent. I don't think we should know the day and hour because. The time. I don't think we should know it even if we, if Rosh Hashanah is it, which I think it is, Feast of Trumpets, I don't think a preacher should spend most of his time preaching that Rosh Hashanah is it because then people sin until they get, get you know, I'm going to sin until then, until the, in Rosh Hashanah 2035, and then I'll be good by then. But see, this Rosh Hashanah is very different. This Rosh Hashanah falls, first of all, it has an eclipse right there on the 13th. Rosh Hashanah covers the 14th and the 15th of September. It has an eclipse right there. It has its own apostrophe eclipse and blood moon. When I say apostrophe, that means it's, 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 um, in September, you have there's a there's a certain amount of time, there's a certain amount of days between September 13th and September 28th, and these eclipses 
let's say eclipse and this blood moon is capsizing it. So everything happens in the middle. <clears throat> Not to mention the four blood moons plus the plus the extra blood the extra uh eclipse that was in the middle. Which I find it astounding that it's he's put so many uh warning signs there. I think it's amazing. <clears throat> so just in the days that Noah was, God sent Noah a signal. He came down to him and he told him, I'm going to destroy the earth. <clears throat> I'm going to destroy the earth and man's life will be 120. Now, is it 120 years old or 120 jubilees that you find in Leviticus 25? A jubilee is 50 years. 120 times 50 is what? 6,000 years. So sometime around 6,000 years, God will call the world to completion. Now, it says in Peter, a day to the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. So the thousand years, the 6,000 years that God will call the world to completion on the last jubilee. In September through September, September 2000. 15 to September 2016 starts the 70th Jubilee from the time the uh, Israel went into their land and the 120th Jubilee since Adam and Eve. So this is very significant, this Jubilee. Uh, so If you count, if you if you read Daniel chapter nine, and the the context of the scripture, one of the things that's happening in uh, Daniel chapter nine is that Israel. Okay, I'll just read it to y'all. Let me see. Um. Seventy weeks of seven, of course, seventy weeks of seven. Seven in in Israel there's a instead of there's a ten year decade, there's a seven year week. We get our week days of with the week from their um years of weeks, which is seven years. So seven weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish your transgressions, and to make an end of sin, and to make reconciliation for iniquities, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most High. Note, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and to build Jerusalem, until the Messiah, the princess, should come seven weeks and three score and two weeks, the streets shall be built again and the wall even in troubled times. And after three score and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the princess shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, 
and unto the end of wars, desolations are determined. And he, the Antichrist, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, one haptide. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblations to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and the determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Okay, so they talk about restoring Jerusalem here. So after 62 weeks, the Messiah was cut off. There's still seven times seven left. There was still seven times seven left. So 49 years is still left. So Israel took back Jerusalem in what year? 1967, June 7, uh, 1967. So you count June 7, you count, first of all, you can count weeks, 2,520 weeks. Comes exactly to Yom Kippur, nine twenty three, two thousand fifteen. You can also count seven, and this is forty nine years exactly. You can also count seventeen thousand six hundred and forty days, which would give you forty nine years, which will once again come back to uh, nine twenty three, two thousand fifteen, or Yom Kippur. And what does this mean? That means he counted the extra 40. This means it's it's significant. That means that this is connecting this one habitat that's left where the Antichrist shall confirm a covenant with many. So are you saying that, Phil, are you saying that the tribulation period could start this year? Well, just like Jonathan Kahn said in, in Mark Blitz, and that's actually I learned this quicker from Mark Bush than I did Jonathan Kahn, but I learned it from Jonathan Kahn also that the world, and this is my input, this is me putting this in here too. The world has been divided into seven years, so seven divided into six thousand years. I'm gonna do that when I get off of here and calculate it. But you can the the time clock has been kept going even before Israel came up with even before God gave Israel the weeks of seven. So, and the clock's been going ever since God has divided the world up into 49 years plus one. So the clock has been going. So God would do something on every time on these specific days. Um, so uh, after you count uh, seven, uh, 40 um, jubilees, backwards you would come to when Jesus Christ was here. So not only is it 40 jubilees backwards that Jesus Christ was here, 70 jubilees backwards when Israel entered the land, and then um, it's 120 jubilees backwards when uh, Adam and Eve was here. So is is the, this coming Smita year, remember, if you go back from 2008, this is Smita, which the markets reacted, worldwide markets reacted, you go back to 2001, worldwide, worldwide market reaction, 94, 87, 80, 73, 66, These, those years were, were God telling us that 
these are Semitic cycles. So when Israel took back Jerusalem, that was a Semitic cycle. And it was also uh, a Jubilee cycle. It was the end of the Jubilee. And then you go back 50 more years from the time Israel took back Jerusalem in 67, you go to one, uh, you go to um, 1917 when uh, there was a declaration from the Queen of England to get back Jerusalem, to get back Jerusalem, uh, get back Israel, sorry, the land of Israel, excuse me. And it's all through time. If you go back another um, Smita cycle, which is 50 years, uh, um, Jubilee cycle, which is 50 years, you, you have something else happening, of course. Um, so uh, let me go over some of the things that's going to be happening in September just to to, to let y'all know what's happening. So <clears throat> the this is uh, National Preparedness Month for FEMA, and that's September 1st. Um, September 7th, which is Labor Day, and go figure, labor, you know, birth pains, labor. I'm just joking. I don't know. That's I, that's just significant, I guess, for this person who wrote the list. Um, September 11th, of course, you know what happened September 11th, um, 14 years ago. Uh, it's the anniversary of 9-11, so that's significant. It's the last business day that Wall Street will be open Come the Smita, which ends on September 13th. The Smita cycle, this Smita cycle ends on September 13th. September 12th, Madonna has a Rebel Heart tour, and the theme is Desecration of the Bride and the Arrival of the Fallen Angels. And yes, that's a show by itself. People were saying, you know, when, when people talk about five fallen angels, I heard um, Dave Hamp on. Um, Prophecy in the news talk about it, and I, I've seen on Facebook where they were just <clears throat> dogging him out and saying he's a false prophet and all this other stuff. But when the fallen angels come down, the Bible even says in Daniel chapter two that you know they shall come and mingle with men, and it's the same rhythm that you had in uh, uh, Genesis chapter six when they, the sons of God, come down to cohabitate with women. And they created giants in those days. And then people want to argue with you that the, the demons that cohabitate with women. I mean, oh, you're a false prophet now. No, you're just giving out what the Bible tells you. And it says um, September 13th and 12th, I mean, September 12th and 13th, says Rabbi Klan, Crane, um, what's his name? Is that his name? I started reading that, and I thought it claimed, and he was going to say he claimed this. It says, Clem Konofsky, a leading authority in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, has indicated that the Messiah, the Jewish people are expecting, could come at any time. Now, remember, they're not looking for Jesus to come. They're looking for a, a politician, a person who comes up and restores their sacrifices of their temple and uh, and help them to restore their you know you know chance to go in their temple and, and worship and they're looking for their temple to be built 
Now, I've already talked about the stock markets collapsing in the last uh, SMITA. Now, it's just, remember, it's SMITA, so this is the 15th. So, the last SMITA cycle was the 2008, which the markets uh, had a, a problem, in which crashed at 77, or 777 points, and then the one prior to that um, was 684 uh, points, which was in 2001. And we also remember 9/11 for that purpose, and it and it affects the uh, geopolitical, as and of course it affects the economics, um, and that's Smita. Now we have a partial solar eclipse uh, that will happen on September 13th, which will be the eve of Rosh Hashanah as well, and the end of the, in the Smita. Now you have. Um, September 14th, Rosh Hashanah, which is also, people leave that out of these lists. It's also the 15th. September is a two-day event. It's not just a one-day event. September 15th will also usher in the 70th session of the U.N. General Assembly beginning on this day. It's been widely said that the French plan to introduce a resolution which would give from um, the U.N. Secretary Council uh, recognition to Palestinian states shortly after the new session begins. And we also know that Russia will take over the uh, rotation uh, for the UN Council uh, in September of this month, if they already haven't done that. Um, September 15th also has JHM military exercises coming to an end, which I've already heard that they extended that. And if World War Three breaks out and all hell breaks loose, <clears throat> I can guarantee you they're gonna not those soldiers ain't going anywhere. Uh, September seventeenth, it, it, it says if there's gonna be a rake height in September, this is probably gonna be the day. And I guess the writer has his own reasons why. Um, says the deadline for Congress to take a vote, and, and just today, um, take a vote on Iran, of course. But just today, um, uh, it seems like he's picking up votes, picking up the people that he's going to need for that vote. And if they're doing the Palestinian state, they might be doing other things as well. My best guess is they're going to be two. Actions on a, a, a confirm the confirmation of the covenant means that the covenant all exists. So here, here is something that can happen. This is just my guess. There can, there can be a war, and then and and when the war is over with, that means Psalms eighty three. When it's over with, there is a a a um, peace agreement that on that doesn't have a time on it, and it only lasts for a couple of days, and then sudden destruction come upon the world, and then there's a after the dog and make off war, there'd be a, a peace agreement for seven years. But that's just my best guess. Uh, now, there's the Day of All conference in Sandpoint, Idaho. And like I said before, I'm, I don't know if the rapture is going to take place here right now, but I can also come back and say I'm dogmatic that I hope it takes place. I'm dogmatic on the whole. Um, Titus. 2.13 says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm dogmatic that I want him to come back. And, you know, some people don't want Jesus Christ to come back. I do. 
I mean, I don't have anything to hold on to this world. This world is just a passing place. It's, this world's not going to be here. Even even if it, even if the tribulation period started in 2022, the world ain't got that much time. Ten years go by fast. I'm 46 years old. My, you know, I I can't even remember some of the times that I was when I was 30 years old. So time does go fast. But me myself, I believe Christ is coming back imminent, pretty soon. And then before I can get done with this radio station, program, he can come back. Let me finish this up because I only got 15 minutes. Okay, so where did I leave off at? Uh, so, yeah, the Days of Awe Conference in Sandpoint, Idaho, Christians from all over the nation will be gathering to call out to God. Now, if the rapture takes place, that ain't taking place unless it's the people who got left behind, the lukewarm church, and that's a radio program by itself. People are going to be left behind. I'm almost thinking people who are not watching is going to be left behind, too. And people who are going around saying that there is no pre-trip rapture might be. Uh, me, myself, I hope everybody goes. I hope all Christians go, even the lukewarm, but they're not. Lukewarm Christians aren't going. Now, if you're looking for the Antichrist instead of Jesus Christ, he may just give you what you want. But how dare you? The post-tribbers are saved, too. I don't know. I'm saying it again. I'm going to say it again. He says for you to keep watch. He ain't saying for you to watch for, you know, uh, meteorites coming, wormwood and beasts coming in and biting people, and they can't die for five months, and the sun's moving closer to the earth. He didn't ask you to look for those things. He says, I'll keep you out of the time of testing that's coming upon the whole world. He didn't say for us to watch for those things. He put those things there for the people who are going to be here, the saints that are going to be here, not the church saints, the the ain't saints right now, people saints, that will be saints then. That's who he's called. That's who he's, what's, what he's trying to do, okay? Um, so... And the fun that, now this is the, this is what gets me right here. This is this this right here that this gets me right here. <laughs> okay, um, from the twentieth to the twenty sixth, it says, "World Week for Peace in Palestine, Israel." Palestine, Israel. First of all, it's Israel, not Palestine, Israel. They wanted to call it Palestine. They should have called it Palestine in the first place. It's not Palestine. It's, it's Israel. Okay? It's a whole week long. So what the Bible says, it says, when they shall say peace and safety, total destruction shall come upon them. Now, like I said before, this is, this is people are going to say, well, you're date setting and stuff. I'm not date setting. I'm just giving you a scenario. I believe that rapture the church will come before all this stuff takes place. I believe that the rapture of the church will precede a lot of things happening, destruction. So the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. So when they shall say peace and safety, total destruction shall come upon them. That travail of birthdays. Emphasis is mine. I'm not reading the Bible. I'm just quoting it. So when the rapture takes place, Good chance it can take place in the near future. I got, I, I, I still, you know, it's hard for me not to say Rosh Hashanah, but I'm, but anyway, the rapture of the church is going to take place sometime in the near future. 
there's going to be freaking out world despair world it's going to be world war three happening and i believe that they're going to be a war at the same time so there can be a possible be a war in the next couple of weeks next couple of days <clears throat> now if you didn't i'm going to skip over for a second because i gotta hurry up if five this is an article out of the Wall Street Journal. Five Chinese Navy ships are operating in the Bering Sea off Alaska coast. So the, they're already up there. Remember, there's some um, Russian uh, ships in the, in the, in the uh, Gulf of Mexico. And there's all kinds of things going on, folks, that we don't even know about. This this right here says five ships. Now, I think it's going to be bigger by the time we get to the point that there is going to be a war. Now, is there going to be a major war with China in America? I don't I don't really think so. I think the World War Three. It could be World War Three. This could be actually World War Three, and when Gog and Magog can be a part of Gog, Gog and Magog could be a part of World War Three. So in other words, this is not ultimately World War III. Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38 and 39, may not ultimately be World War Three. It might be a part of World War Three because remember, it is just an invasion. It's not a. It's not like they're going out and blowing up Israel. They're not doing that. They're. They're. And God will destroy the Russian armies. So that that's something that nobody hardly looks at. That is that. That um that maybe the um China versus United States and all its partners make up the nucleus of World War Three and that's what I'm I'm possibly thinking right there. I, I think that makes more sense. Now, um let me go back to the list and see if I can hurry up and finish it up. Now, um like I say, the World Week peace in Palestine, Israel, makes up a week that the world thinks they're headed for peace. It could be. And also on the 21st, it's the United Nations Day of Peace. So it can work out that way also. And it also talks about a, uh, a uh, Muslim holiday That is called um, Hydra. Hyd- okay, so um, September 22 is also the day of Arafat. I don't know why with that. I don't get that. But anyway, September 23rd is the day, the, the last day of summer. Of course, Yom Kippur is on 23rd. It's Feast of Sacrifice, the Muslim holiday. It's on the 23rd. The Pope. Francis arrived at the White House. I don't. This is a show by itself, but I I, I believe that the Pope and the and Barack Obama are for forerunners of the Antichrist and the false prophet. And I know y'all disagree with me, but I don't think that they're the Antichrist and the false prophet. First of all, show me, and I know somebody's going to show me, and it's going to be. I'm not asking you to show me. I'm just being sarcastic. 
I need the Ten Kings. I need you to show me the Ten Kings first. I ain't talking about the Code of Rome secret Ten Kings or the world's already divided into ten. Or uh, I need it to be on color TV. I need to see the Ten Kings. Because the Bible puts an emphasis uh, in Revelations 13, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 2. Once it does its three witnesses, you're going to need to show me the Ten Kings. If you don't show me the Ten Kings, you're not going to show me the Antichrist because the Antichrist is nowhere to be seen and the false prophet is nowhere to be seen right now. These are forerunners. And if you want to go a step further, Pope Francis said that he's probably going to die pretty soon. Now, if he's talking about because he's 73, 8 years old, or he's just going to die pretty soon, he's not going to get raptured because he's not born again. But he's a forerunner, folks. The Antichrist comes up, he says, it says in Daniel chapter 7, that I look at the ten, and, and before whom there was, 11, there was the 11th one that comes up. Remember, he came up after the ten. We need to see the ten on CNN or Fox. They have to be talking about the ten. Okay? They have to be talking about the ten. Okay, let me finish this list because I got to get out of here. Um, September 25th, uh, this is when the French ambassador, along with uh, Kerry, talked about 500 days to avoid climate chaos. Okay, so the, the 25th, the Pope will hold mass at Medicine Square Garden in New York. September 25th, to the 27th, the United Nations launches a brand new universal agenda for humans known as the Agenda 2030 Agenda or 2030 Agenda. September 25th, the Pope appears in the UN to deliver an address to kick off the conference at which that 2030, uh, 2030 Agenda will be unveiled. September 26, 27, the Pope is traveling to Philadelphia for the 2015 World Meeting of Famine. The first day of, of Feast Tabernacles is on the 28th. Of course, the last blood moon will be on the September 28th. Okay, so there you have it. And, and I'm sorry that I'm so blunt, but, but Barack Obama is not the Antichrist. He's old. He's getting gray. The Antichrist, the Bible says he shall have a look more stout than his fellows. The Bible calls him in Daniel chapter 7, I think it is, that he should be the king of fierce features. He tells you what he, the Bible tells you what the Antichrist will look like. He, and the Bible calls him the Assyrian. So he's not, I used to think that the Antichrist was Juan Carlos. When I found out he wasn't, you know, I was like, wow, I got it wrong. Many people are going to find out that they got a lot of things wrong, including the preacher of rapture, which is true. So let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let's pray for the peace of Israel. Uh, let's pray for our country, that people will get saved that people will find Jesus and they will get saved. 
Let's pray that people will come to know the Lord. Um, Jesus is coming back soon, and his reward is with him to execute judgment. I am not ashamed to say that Christ is coming back for his church. And it might be a couple of days from here. It might be two weeks from here. It might be three weeks. But he's coming back. So be ready. It could be, I mean, I don't think it's going to go another year. Because then the suite of cycles would not make sense for the Antichrist to confirm the covenant. Most of the testimony is for when the rapture happens and God in his word said that he told us and told people and told the Israelites, definitely this is the time of Jacob's trouble. They're going to be able to look back and say, hey, that was the suite of cycle. The way you tell if it was a speed of cycle is what happened seven years ago and what happened seven years before that and before that and before that. What happened 49 years prior to the time that it happened? What happened 49 years to the, prior to that? God is dealing with us with 4950. Well, 49 is the speed of, is the Jubilee year. And um, so we're falling on a Jubilee year coming up in uh, 9-23 or of this month, the 23rd of this month. So the speed of, so the Jubilee will come on the 23rd of this month. And there's also a new speed of cycle that is coming up. Remember, the Antichrist shall confirm a covenant with many for one haptad, one week. So the Antichrist will have to sign a peace deal on one of these seven-year cycles that continued on from Jesus Christ and continued on from the time Israel took back, uh, excuse me, the the time that Israel moved into their land and Abraham and, and all that stuff. And then the time that Adam and Eve was here, we have been going into 50 year jubilees. Uh, or 49-year jubilees divided into sevens. So now we, we're coming up on another cycle that's that's coming very pretty quickly. So God, um, bless everybody out there. And I'm, I'm glad y'all was able to tune in. And we're going to come back on here. My kids were messing around, and you can tell I was kind of tensed and you know, I have to put on play other, you know, my kids going to be all going to school next week, next Tuesday. We got Labor Day next week, and then I'm going to try to do a show on, on but it gets hard when I, I'm trying to do a show. But anyway, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.